Day 4 Year 100 of the Dawn The Helper I saw a piece of silver on the ground. It was one of your tears that got caught with a star in the sky. You will dance around the stars, and when you finish your dance, they will dance around you. George Gomez, The Music from the Water These thoughts I will ponder as I tell you what's on my mind today, knowing that every man and every woman will ultimately come forth through my womb. Weird. Bizarre. Really? Wow, who knew? Today I'm thinking about the whole curse of the woman versus the curse of the man, and how we're made. I think, now that I am older and wiser, I might not have made the same mistake that led to the curse. At least, I hope I wouldn't. Would I? No. Yes. Maybe? Sigh. Perhaps when I'm 400, I won't have any flaws. In fact, how old will I become? 500? Before the days of Noah and the flood, people lived a long time. Life after the garden was, well, not as perfect as it was in the garden, but we still enjoyed some amazing anti-aging benefits. Let me tell you how this whole helper thing went down. God created the heavens and the earth, the light, the dark, and the animals. You know, that whole let there be light, seven-day creation of the world scenario that you might also not believe in. But to God, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. So whether it was a thousand-year day or a 24-hour day, what difference does it make? It was still a hell of a creation. Oops. Did I say hell? Sorry. We don't like to talk about hell around here. The earth is so exquisite, so personal, so scaled to us as humans. How could this be created from an accident? I'm rambling again, but what a miraculous earth to carry on about. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, the seven-day creation. After all of that, Adam was formed first, created from the dust. God then breathed life into him. Then, the creator took one of his ribs and fashioned me. Fashioned me. Hmm, this is all pretty incredible. I'd rather be fashioned than formed out of dust. That must mean I am extraordinarily beautiful. Yes, thank you, God. But here's the catch. Or is it a curse? No, this was before the curse, but it still seems like a catch. I was created to be a helper for Adam. Why? The creator said, It is not good for a man to be alone, so I will create a helper for him. I, the first woman, was created to be the Ezekonecto, which is difficult to understand. In a nutshell, connecto means alongside, opposite, a counterpart to the man, and eza means active intervention on behalf of another. I am an integral part of my Adam's life, equal, vital, yet different. I love it how God created me while Adam was sleeping. This was wise, 
Can you imagine Adam getting to have a say in what I looked like? He would have screwed me up for sure. I'd be blown out of proportion one way or another. I'm sure you get the picture. Oh, how about adding a little here, God? Take away a little bit there. How about a redhead? Hmm. I'm sure if Adam had designed me, I would have ended up looking like some Picasso painting, with an eye over here, a nose over there. OMG. Or I could have been formed like a surreal dolly, melting all over the garden, to have that liquid look Adam likes so much. Adam might have made a collage, like Matisse, cut and pasted me in an array of shapes. Woof. Good luck with that. Anyway, Adam did get a helper out of the bargain. Geez, God, thanks a lot. Really, thanks a whole heck of a lot. I'm having difficulty understanding what this is all about. Me, a helper. That explains a lot of this need I have to serve, serve, serve. Ugh, did I really have to be created as a helper? Never is it stated that I needed a helper or that it would not be good for me to be alone. So I have to assume that I, a woman, do not need a helper and that it's fine for me to be on my own. I, obviously, do not need a man. He, on the other hand, was made to need me. When God created the heavens and the earth, you know the drill, I just wrote about it, duh, he stepped back after each step of creation and said that it was good. But then he creates this Adam, his guy, created in his own image, his special one, his, whoa, baby, I do believe I just created a man. Then he steps back and says for the first time, scratching his ancient chin, hmm, holding up his enormous hands, framing that first man-person to take an eternal snapshot. He then said what we have recorded. It is not good for man to be alone. Thus, man needs me more than I need him. Ha <laughs> ha. Or maybe he's just better off with a woman in his life. A good woman, that is. Now, this will get all turned around in the 21st century with free love, free sex, and divorce on the rise, etc. Women will lose all perspective of this, so I'm writing to remind you in the future that he, the man, needs you more than you need him. It's written. It is done. God said it. End of story. The illumination comes from the garden, again, as I write my raw truth. Later in life, as I wrestled with being a woman and how upset I have been at times, for the whole oppression of history versus herstory, I had to look back to the garden for answers. As I think about it further, if God created man in his own image, maybe God also does not want to be alone. I'm sure he could have made us like the animals who always are with him, but maybe he wanted someone he could dialogue with. You know, back and forth, a relationship. You can have love for your cat. You can have a relationship, so to speak. But it is nothing like having a relationship with another person. Now, back to the point. It's all about the purpose for which I was particularly molded. 
I was fashioned to be a helper when God decided it was not good for a man to be alone. It seems to reign true, that in my very nature is built the desire to help, support, and nurture the man that I love. In this case, it's Adam. And this is good. I think what is not good is that I seem to want to help other men too. I'm made to help a man, but when I help a man who is not my husband, I waste my energy and am drained, so that I cannot be as effective in helping my husband and caring for my family. This makes so much sense. So I have to guard myself from helping any man except my husband, unless I have an elderly father to care for, which I don't, because I was formed on earth as a grown woman and, of course, I care for my children. That's a given. But when I help men, it should be done out of a conscious decision to help, not because of some inner mechanism that prompts me to help. Get it? Later, when there are all these single women and single mothers roaming the planet, when the rules of dating are all out of sorts, my message from the garden is stop helping. Unless it's your husband or a committed relationship, stop helping him. It's just a waste of time and energy. Unless he has bought your field, paid the dowry price for you by marrying you, committing his life to you, stop helping him. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'd like to slap your hands, really. I guess I'm throwing a mommy tantrum because it's so true. It's all so true. And once a woman gets it, she won't be giving her wealth to strangers. She can save her helpfulness for the man who honors her by being her Adam. Save the riches which you have within you for your one and only Adam, the one you become one flesh with. And here it is the other way around. If it is not good for a man to be alone, it means they really get along better when they have a woman. But if a man finds another woman in his life to help him, physically and emotionally, he will depend on her, and there won't be room for his wife to help him. This woman could be a secretary, a business partner, a sister, even a mother that is abnormally close to him. I'm not talking about an assistant that works for him, types his documents, etc., merely at a work level. I'm talking about the woman who also meets his emotional needs. He answers her calls first. He acts weird when he's on the phone with her. He stands you up on a date because she needs him at that moment. She is the obvious one meeting his need for a helper. Think of a helper as a significant other. This man is now in the hands of another woman. It is a significant other relationship, and there's no way for a good wife to get in unless he puts the wife first. Only one is fashioned to help as a primary relationship. So if he gets his needs met by this other woman, he is ripping himself off too and won't be fully satisfied. By the same token, I think a woman is somewhat fulfilled as she assists her husband. Of course, he can help her too. Working together is the most profound sense of why God created two instead of just one person. Submitting to one another is the highest form of marriage, in my opinion. For the woman, this whole helping thing was meant to be a beautiful thing. But when coupled with the curse, 
It becomes a catch-22 situation that can trap a woman over and over by helping the wrong person at the wrong time. Desiring a husband obsessively, the curse, she goes after a man ingrained with her innate gift of being made to help him. She ends up helping the wrong man again and again and gets trapped in a vicious cycle of, I'm created to help him. No, him. Or maybe it's him. Hmm, I may have just met him. Is he the one? It's him, yes, he's the one. Or not. Is it him? No, not him. Yes, him. Him, him, him. You can't help thinking about him because it's the curse. Single women become obsessed with finding the right mate. Married women often are obsessed with trying to make their mate perfect or looking for another. Stop. Someone stop the madness. Someone stop the craziness. Please, someone stop the roller coaster. I want to get off. You can see I feel very strongly about this. Let's get back to the garden. Recognize that the curse came after eating the forbidden fruit, but before the notorious bite. There was one woman created for one man. Period. I only needed to help Adam because he was the only man in the garden. I also didn't desire a husband because I already had the perfect one. A woman only needs to concentrate on helping one man, her husband. I say it again because when a woman gets this reality, it is so freeing, so enlightening, and so fantastic. On the other hand, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater by saying, I'm not going to help anymore because the helping can be taken advantage of by men. No. Receive the gift that was given in the garden. It can be a terrific asset, being needed, but not needing anyone. It means independence and freedom. Isn't that what women ultimately want? To be loved and independent at the same time? We are independent by nature. The Creator created us without clarifying it is not good for a woman to be alone, so it is fine for a woman to be alone. And if a man needs you and gets his emotional needs met by you, he won't want you to be with anyone else. If he is a good man, he'll want to offer his emotional support so you can explore your talents to become the best woman you can be. For you first but for him as well. Both man and woman will benefit by a woman who is able to be what she wants to be. The garden, then, is good. What was intended and given by God in the garden is good. Remember the Creator's words. He said, It is good. What is not good, what trips women up for all time, then, is the curse to desire a husband. Some have interpreted this as desiring to control a husband, but I'm not sure if that rings a bell in my heart or psyche. The desire for a husband keeps a woman busy enough without trying to control him, too. All you need to do is surround yourself with women. It's all, well, almost all, we talk about. Yada yada, Adam this, Adam that, blah blah blah. Or is it another Adam? Maybe it is the desire that is the control. The desire for a man controls us 24-7. Give me a break. It's so boring. Like a broken record.
You need to be with me. You need to love me. You need to shelter me, the woman says to the man she wants to sink her claws into. This was never supposed to happen. Get a life, woman. You have the eggs. You have everything you need already. You don't need a helper. You have a brain, so use it. Become an astrophysicist or a doctor. Of course, I don't know what this is back here in the hundredth year of the dawn, but it sounds exciting. And if they offered it at the first Earth U, I would deaf go. Now, woman, you have the heart. You can save the planet. You have the psyche. You have the intuition. The man is supposed to wake up like Adam and see this woman who is perfectly formed for him. He's supposed to love and protect her. This is what God put in his nature to do for his Eve. When Adam woke up and saw me, he said, Ah, she is the bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Adam is stating the first words of a good husband. He knows that he will take care of his own body, and now he reiterates that he will take care of his wife with the same care he affords himself. This is how it was in the garden, and it was perfect. If you feel all out of balance, come back to the garden, fashioned in perfection. Sit down in peace and contemplate what you can do to make yourself the coolest Eve ever. Focus on what God wants you to be with the unique gifts and talents you were given, and wait for Adam to wake up already. He will come to you. I like to look at it this way. I have the eggs. When I was formed, there were already thousands of potential eggs inside of me. My body is the nest. My body must protect my eggs. Nests don't fly around looking for the right tree to land in and hope a male bird will be there to support them on that particular branch. Nests stay in one place and do their thing, protect the eggs. The male bird will come looking for the nest. Unless you are a great blue heron, they are a particularly extraordinary species. The male bird finds the tree, builds the nest, then displays it to the female bird of his dreams. If she approves, she brings a twig to the nest. This is called courtship. Somehow, I think these birds are doing the right thing. Isn't the bridegroom supposed to prepare a place for the bride? Yes, this is how it ought to be. What some women end up doing, I'm sorry to say, is give up their eggs to predators, to those not looking for her nest or concerned about making her a nest, those naughty birds who are just beating around the bush, so to speak. This has got to stop. If a woman is to be fulfilled, she has to protect her eggs. It sounds like we're all a bunch of chickens now, but in all honesty, a good man is someone who also wants to protect her nest as well as help her build it. A thief, one who is not a husband, wants to rob her nest, much like a crow who comes to a robin's nest to steal her eggs, until she is used up and cannot procreate or until she is worn out by the outcome of unwanted pregnancies and the horrific experience of abortion. Adam never wanted me to have an abortion, and would never want me to have one. 
He also would never have abandoned me with a baby to take care of on my own. A woman needs to protect herself as the valuable nest with the eggs. Just do the woman thing, because women are so awesome in every way. We have more power than we know. So again, do the woman thing. Don't do the seek a man thing. Concentrate on being the awesome woman you are, and the right man will go out of his way to find you. Believe me. I know that in the future, abortion will be rampant. And it grieves me so, but abortion will not be the main problem. And I am not one to judge anyone. The problem is, my daughters, you need to protect your eggs. Don't open your legs to just anyone, please. I'm saying this for your own good. I am your ultimate mother, after all. Biologically, the man was built to pursue the woman. I think when the woman pursues the man, he just loses interest, unless he's totally shy. I mean, you have to play it by ear, but generally speaking, men are made to find the one they want to nest with. Men do not have eggs. They're not trying to protect anything, unless they fall in love. Then they want to protect the woman they love, along with her nest and her eggs. If a man truly loves a woman, he wants to provide for her, adore her, and protect her. True, if a man does not want to do these things for you, run. Even when he does want to do these things, it can be complicated enough. But mark my words, the woman he wants to marry, he will have a heart to provide for and protect. We women are constantly ready to be nurturing and giving, again, generally speaking. We should wait for the one who wants to provide for us and protect us before we give of our sweet selves. Ah, how complicated it all becomes. Ah, how I wish I had known all of this before I ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How burdened my brain has become, having to untangle these issues, which before eating of the forbidden fruit were so easy, so simple. How I want to dance freely, without entanglements, with my hair blowing in the balmy breeze, the aroma of roses filling my nostrils, the dainty dew on their petals, the melting mist on the moss, the scent of the new dawn, the psalm of the rising sun, the concerto of the stars and the melody of the first full moon. Oh, to be back in the garden. Eve.